Sister, a pop culture podcast for the people. I'm your co-host, Ben Brandlinger, broadcasting from Brooklyn. And I'm Robert Denfeld out in Long Beach, California. So in this episode, we're going to tackle one topic and one topic only, and that is Kendrick Lamar's new record, Damn. Damn. So <laughs> as our listeners know, we try to cover a wide range of topics in every episode, but in this, this instance, uh, the moment has called for us to really just talk about one. So we're going to give it to the people and talk uh, only about Kendrick. And just a forewarning, there will be some explicit lyrics on this episode from some of the song clips we're going to play, so parental advisory is included. I'm offended. Yeah, yeah, I'm already <laughs> offended now. Uh, but uh, yeah, just a, just a heads up for that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, first, let me say, Ben, um, I wish I could just bottle the energy that you were emitting on the phone um, last Friday morning when this when this album dropped, uh, you called me at 9am my time Pacific time. And I hadn't listened to the album yet, but you clearly had. Um, (laughs) and you were just like the, the youthful exuberance in your voice. And, you know, I, I was, it caught me off guard and it was really an, an, you know, a nice wake up. And I I said, I I don't think I need coffee today just after this phone call. And (laughs) Yeah. Um, you haven't drank coffee since. It's uh, given you energy in the last yeah, four or yeah. five days. Not true. Not true. <laughs> Everyone knows I need it daily. But um, yeah, so why don't you try to replicate that a little bit and, and give us your initial thoughts on the album? Definitely. So uh, late Thursday, this was, um, it leaked about a few hours before midnight Thursday last week, but uh, it was Thursday night. Uh, the best rapper in the world, Kendrick Lamar, dropped his fourth studio album the aptly titled Damn. So this record, I have so much to say, and I'm incredibly excited to oh, yeah. spill my guts about Damn <laughs> on this episode of Must Go Faster. Spill it, um, girl, spill it. Where, where to begin? Uh, I guess just start with... I'm going to mention a few uh, a few of the features on this album, which aren't aren't many, but it features vocals from Rihanna in one track and actually mm-hmm. uh, Bono and The Edge from U2, of all people, mm-hmm. and a few others, but it doesn't feature any other rappers besides Kendrick, which to me makes a lot of sense because these rappers would just pale in comparison. It would almost <laughs> feel like a lesser version of the art form to hear another rapper on this album. <laughs> yeah. And I think maybe well Kendrick put. like offered it to a few rappers and they heard what he had been working on then they were like nah they were like man like i I don't want to even (laughs) damn associated with this (laughs) right exactly and he's oh the album name is damn uh so all the song titles on this record are one each one word in all capital letters so for example humble which was the the first single uh love god lust fear etc and this record was one of those instances where my expectations were already so high going into it. Uh-huh. And I really wanted to like this record so much. I mean, Kendrick is one of my favorite artists working today. And, you know, whenever an artist that you love puts out an album, you're always hoping that you really enjoy it. And, you know, you set your expectations really high. And that can kind of set you up for disappointment at times. Mm-hmm. And when I put this record on, listen to the first track and a half and the first track, is essentially kind of this this story that Kendrick is telling for about an, a, min, a minute and a half. It's not necessarily a song. Uh-huh. And then it goes into track two, which is DNA. And the first half of DNA is is quite a banger. Oh, it's, yeah. uh, you know, I, I will say I really like that track now. I would say in the first half, I was 
a tad worried in the sense of like, is Kendrick going to make kind of just a straightforward party album? Like, is he just going to make kind of like a future record here? And then I was like, you know, I just kind of making this snap judgment of like, oh, I hope it's, it's much more than that. Right. But then something happens in DNA where the beat switches (laughs) and Kendrick like just plummets into this run of rapping that is just so next level that I knew this album was going to be special. And upon first full listen, I immediately fell in love with this record. Um, I literally haven't listened to anything since I forgot what like other music almost sounded like, like I I had this monthly, I do these monthly playlists on Spotify that of like what I'm listening to. Uh And I couldn't even recall what were like the last songs (laughs) that I added to it. I was like, what was it like father John missed? I don't like my, the Ken, the sounds of Dan were just like swirled and embedded in my mind. Like seemingly permanently. I don't know. I don't know if I'll go back to other. No. Um, (laughs) and you know, just to kind of give you, uh, you know, a barometer of how into this album, you know, I was and. I have I have many hot takes for this, Rob. Um, let me let me throw it back quickly to you of just kind of your your initial reactions of listening to this album. So yeah, like you said, it's I, I think I've listened to it six times all the way through now, and it's been out for what four days. So that's mm-hmm. over one time a day, um, and it's it's gonna play in my car for a while. I'll say like it's it's kind of a perfect Good car album. driving album. This makes me um, want to have a car again. <laughs> yeah, I don't have I one bet. in New York, but I, I want to just. <laughs> Spend $30,000 on a car just to play right. this record. It's worth it. Um, but yeah, it, it flows together so nicely. And it's like a perfect mix of moods and styles and, you know, all of his different voices and his flows. And the beats mm-hmm. are, in you know, very uh, variable. They they It's wide ranging. Um, there's a lot of slow tracks that are like a little more mellow. There's there's like some party tracks, some dance tracks. Um mm-hmm it's undeniably repeatable. Like you, you want to listen to it over again after you heard it. And you're like, uh, it kind of just flows together where you're, you're not quite sure which song was which. And afterwards you're like, was that a transition in the song or a, a new song? You know, it's, yeah, uh, there's if you're so not many looking beat switches, at your, kind of like that. Song, yeah. The if you're not looking four. down at your phone, you might not notice, uh, like the song changed, you know? Yeah. Very seamlessly productive. You know, it's, it doesn't necessarily comparing it to like Good Kid, Mad City, his album from uh, a couple years ago, which uh-huh. tells like this long form storytelling of a day in the life in Compton when he was younger. This doesn't necessarily have that long narration. Right. Um, you know, each song kind of has different meaning, but sonically speaking, it it, it is very stitched to stitch, uh, stitched together very seamlessly. Right. I kind of liken it to a, a great film where. Each time you watch it, it gets better. This is like each time you listen to it, you notice something different and one song jumps out at you more than it had on the last listen. It's it's like it gets it keeps getting better and better. The first listen through, I was like, okay, that was that was good. I know that was good, but I, I didn't really like take it all in. I need to I need to go back and listen to to it all the way through again and and you know bad bad movies get worse every time you see it um so this is (laughs) obviously not that um this album it it seems like impeccably constructed and there's like ebbs and flows and clearly there was no randomness to the order you know like things were put together sequencing yeah very consciously and it's you know 14 songs over 55 minutes and they just go together to to make like this complete piece of work that that feels uh, very intentional and and things uh, 
things are meant to be where they are, you know? Um, so yeah, that, that's my initial take on it. Um, following up on what you said about DNA, like the, the first two minutes you were a little worried mm-hmm. that it, it was going to be like a, a party album or whatever, but that, that really is like the one verse on the album. That's like a head bobber. Uh, it, it's like classic goes back to like the beat flow combination that everybody fell in love with on good kid, mad city. And it's like, classic Kendrick and you know give the people what they want for a few minutes and then like you said it transitions to like this really abrasive in your face uh like bass beat and and Kendrick is just going like super hard and fast and uh yeah it loses it, his mind. It, it, like bla- blacks out and just yeah. goes in like a rap <laughs> fever this is my heritage all I'm inheriting money and power the mecca I'm just Tell me something, you motherfuckers can't tell me nothing. I'd rather die than to listen to you. My DNA not for imitation. Your DNA an abomination. This how it is where you in the matrix, dodging bullets, reaping what you're sowing, stacking up the footage, living on the go and sleeping in the villa, sipping from a Grammy, walking in the building. I had my eyes, like my eyes were wide open. Like I just, I, I was like, I feel like I just got in a fight with Kendrick, like, damn dude you know like, <laughs> like, like dude chill, you didn't bro. have to do me like, <laughs> like that, what's man. going on yeah here? right right <laughs> yeah no it's intimidating um i know what you mean i would say like as far as and i know you're a head bopper authority uh-huh. i would say there are a few a few other tracks yeah for like, sure loyalty comes to mind yeah that are really meant for the club and are, are like his most like fun tracks that he's done um it really kind of showcases the range of uh-huh. sounds and moods that are on this album uh-huh. Yeah, going from the production, I mean, I have listed, th- this album is really like a treasure chest of sonic joy. <laughs> I love, like, get a nice pair of headphones, preferably noise canceling, oh, yeah. and just dive into this album. Listen to the intricacies and the nuances in the production. People yeah. who, you know, hate rap music may say, oh, it's just, it's one of the least musical forms of of the art, you know, of art mm. and, and, and music. I very much disagree disagree with that (laughs) in this album yeah like i mean as you said like very meticulous piece of work Mm -hmm. um and you know damn it features some of his his most personal and introspective work for sure but at the same time also has the biggest radio heads of kendrick's career thus far humble i already know is a top 10 hit but i'm gonna give out four certified banger awards to this album all right in love it dna dna which we've talked about element which is probably my overall favorite track uh-huh. loyalty the track with rihanna uh-huh. and humble yeah i would say uh addition is a top 10 hit there's going to be two at least two other top 10 hits i think loyalty and love yeah which is by far the most pop song that he's ever made yeah i could definitely be seen you know that's going to be a summer jam for sure uh-huh. but you know Having said that about these like pop chants on the album, it's also extremely, I couldn't help but think of the word lethal. And this kind of goes back to what you said about the second half of DNA, where it's like, it's mean, it's personal. You almost feel, um, you know, feel like slightly offended. Um, I was going to say that I think this, this album too, it's a really good balance of like giving the people what they want out of like a rap album where there are these undisputable bangers and hits and really fun songs to listen to but it doesn't compromise i feel like no artistic integrity was compromised at all on this album you know it's very uh much kendrick wasn't like in the next progression he wasn't doing something for anybody else totally totally and i think this album you know kind of going back to the production which i'm just obsessed with is Uh it's you know it's edgy and at times experimental i think it pushes a bit of the genre forward but 
it's very it's just extremely listenable i mean this right. is just like a like you said a fun album you can like put on in your car yeah and like it's just really hard to strike that balance and it reminds me of good kid mad city in that sense uh-huh. But whereas Good Kid Mad City, I mentioned earlier, the focal point was him telling the day in the life of the story of him in Compton when he was younger. The focal point of Damn is the rapping and production. And we, I don't think we've mentioned yet some of the producers involved. So uh, Mike Will, uh, Soundwave, who's an in-house TDE producer, who's uh-huh. that's Kendrick's label. James Blake was actually involved in the yeah. production on the song Element. Element. Uh, Terrace Martin, who's a pretty pom- prominent uh, rap producer uh-huh. but just the the technical proficiency of kendrick's rapping has just gone through the ceiling on this album and and yeah and don't forget you know. the uh don't forget the kid capri uh dj shout outs on some of the tracks <laughs> no which I, have, I feel those as well yeah yeah i like them you know the first time totally. i was like the first listen i was i was thinking is this like a mixtape release i mean i was listening on spotify but i was like damn you know sometimes you don't hear this on like a studio album, but it kind of, it works and it, it adds like a nice touch to it. You, it's a, like a mixtape. Kind of a throwback to that mixtape yeah, era in a right. way. Yeah. And yeah, you know, one other, you know, I know we want to uh, tackle some, you know, dive deeper into specific songs, moments that we liked. Um, I just want to say one thing for me, like the essence of Kendrick Lamar and why, why I believe him to be such a great rapper you know, an artist in general, but really as a rapper is his versati- versatility. Yeah. So the variety of styles, flows, tones, vocal stylings that he uses on this album and, it, and that he's used for the last five years of his career, he uses each of them literally better than every other rapper on the planet. Uh-huh. Like he reminds me of Prince in this sense, how Prince could play like every instrument and, and during live, like I heard, you know, my parents saw Prince live um you know he would for certain songs would do you know play the guitar piano drums vocals bass he would just kind of go you know to each instrument and he would do each of those better than pretty much everyone else on the planet right. and i kind of apply that to kendrick in that uh with all these different style styles and tones and flows all of them he's kind of perfected in a way and he does them better than than everyone uh-huh. i mean just to kind of give you an example of his range like on this album, there are times where he very much, you know, he has the aggression of like a Tupac or Eminem. Right. But then also can go into this very approachable kind of like soft, yeah, like cuddly flow. Yeah. That kind of reminds me of like Q-Tip or Andre 3000, right? Yeah. And he has like a sense and, of melancholy uh, yeah. in his voice and, and like. Totally. Yeah. You can emote. Yeah. And it's Down just. Down to earth. And then on a dime, he can switch into like this manic, insane rapper that, again, yeah, reminds reminds you of like Tupac or Eminem at their most angry. <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, you mentioned earlier, like just it's so evident that so much thought, craft and skill went into this album. I mean, I'm sure Kendrick brought like the best like sound engineers in the world to work on this. And yeah, it really just like this album just makes me feel like invincible at times, which I think is a really awesome quality of, of really good, powerful rap music. And it just, it makes me so happy to have one of my favorite artists deliver like this. Deliver, it really, yeah. it really brings me, brings me joy, Rob. He came through. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, and you mentioned yeah. like, you know, give this a, a couple listens, uh, ideally with some noise canceling headphones. Um, and, and really focus, yeah. what I tried to focus on um, after a few listens was just uh, the variety, as you said, in his voice and and just all the different 
the different tones and and the way I mentioned this when we talked about um, the heart part four that the uh, the single that came out before this album that's actually not on this album which I thought was interesting I mm-hmm. thought it was gonna be but um, the way that he switches his voice uh, based on the flow like just the the acoustic uh, quality of his voice changes based on the beat and and the flow he's trying to achieve and he even like talks a few like speaks a few verses on this album yeah. um yeah i don't know if that was he even talks great yeah i don't know if he wrote the <laughs> lyrics that way like i'm going to just speak this or it just kind of worked for the beat at the time or or whatever but it's it's really fascinating to to hear him uh go through the beat uh and and switch up his styles constantly. Um, and I wanted to mention before we start talking, like breaking down individual tracks or whatever, talking about our favorite moments, um, just how brilliant the, the marketing campaign for this album has been. Um, Or lack thereof. Well, I I mean, but yeah. And that's, I think that is the point. It's the highlight of the, the campaign is the, the album title itself just being damn like all caps period. And, that just works so, uh, so well in so many ways in our current culture. Like it's, it's a perfect hashtag. It's a, you know, it's simple. I know they're coming out with t-shirts that are uh, like a- official merch of the album. Um, yeah. Like one that's white with just the red print that says damn. And then there's a black one with green print. Um, it's simple album art, you know, the brick wall. He's wearing a white tee. He's kind of just like looking down. I like the look on his face. Uh, sort of. It, it's a very complex. Yeah, it's like a haunting expression. The way, yeah. the lighting and how like, yeah, just in kind of this look in his eyes and he's like slightly looking up and it 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 elicits this like kind of like, damn, you know, like it's not, it, but you can, as you said, it you can use that phrase for like as a reaction to like almost anything yeah. for better or for worse. Like, you know, it, it's, uh, yeah. It goes, yeah, it goes back to like the introspective nature of this album is he's just sort of, he's like haunted by himself or I don't know that that's the sort of what I took from that expression. But, and it's also, uh, I wanted to say it's no coincidence that this album came out two days before Kendrick headlined, uh, Sunday night of the first weekend of Coachella, yeah, uh, like yeah. The, the massive music festival out in, out in the desert of, uh, Southern California. Um, I actually drove, uh, out to Palm Springs this weekend to play golf and which is right by Indio where mm-hmm. where Coachella is um, and I saw a, a billboard that just said it was white white background damn all caps period nice. red and I was like wow you know like that just worked so well for a billboard <laughs> and, and it got me excited right I was there. listening to the album at the time and I was like Oh man, you know, just it added to the excitement. Um, you were a victim. It's just of brilliant, you know. It's like so marketing. simple, yeah. And it's like you don't yeah, have yeah. to, you don't have to put yourself out there very much. It's just the the title itself says it all, you know. Um, I just thought that was really cool. And I wanted to ask you, um, like culturally, um, this album is clearly having an impact. You know, like athletes and other rappers have, have made yeah. mention of it and everybody's tweeting about it and and whatever i was just uh i wanted to give you a few anecdotes and then ask you like how you've sort of seen it culturally um just over the weekend um i noticed it um like i said this billboard um also at the dodgers game on friday night they were playing um during batting practice they were playing a couple songs from the album obviously edited but they were playing like dna Mm. um i think i heard loyalty nice playing um so that like the day it came out they're already playing it you know i'm sure the athletes wanted to hear it and then uh i noticed um what's his name uh the leadoff hitter 
for the Dodgers. Um, I forget. Andrew Tolles, an outfielder, he, he changed his walk-up song to the first verse of DNA. Nice. I was like, damn, you know, right <laughs> gets damn. the people going. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> So yeah, I was just have you have you noticed things in New York uh, like people you know people talking about it? And, just me. No, I mean yeah. yeah, you know I I had said like I wanted to put out a tweet Friday night that was like any New York City clubs that are playing damn in its entire night I'll literally pay a hundred dollars to be there. I, I'll literally <laughs> I would literally have paid a hundred dollars if you were gonna play damn all night in your New York club. I would have. I'm not a big fan of cover charges, but in this case <laughs> I would. Um, or like hundred dollars. You know, I, I haven't heard yet like a car drive by in Brooklyn that's like playing this. I know it's happening. I just haven't witnessed that yet. I mean, yeah. I think you mentioned the album art. That's being kind of like memefied on the internet in a lot of ways. I uh-huh. saw the ringer did it a bit, you know, like kind of taking another figure in pop culture and putting them on the damn, you know, background with damn at the top. I think you're going to see a lot more of that. You see it with like a lot of Drake's album covers and any big like rap release. I think the album cover is a big part of the marketing and the way it can kind of like take on a new life on the internet. Right. Um. But yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, Kendrick, he's a critical darling. Like the reviews are coming in. I saw Pitchfork gave it a 9.2, which is a really high rating out of 10. Uh, all the other reviews are coming in. I haven't read any of those yet because as we talked about earlier, we wanted to do this podcast first and get right. all our fresh takes in. Yeah, we were saying, but, um, just uh, for the audience, we were saying before we started this conversation that, that, you know, we've seen a bunch of bottle episodes of podcasts doing re- big, long reviews of this album and and a bunch, obviously, reviews on the internet and articles. And, and we've consciously stayed away from that to not to taint our opinion of things. And, and so, yeah, we I'm excited to read something some stuff after we do this podcast uh, (laughs) because I really haven't so let's get into some uh some just thoughts on specific songs moments um starting off kind of from the beginning of the album uh you know the second track DNA which we've touched on I just wanted to circle back to the second half of that song again where it literally sounds like the beat you know, it changes and there's these clips from these Fox News announcers talking mm-hmm. about how rap music is terrible. And That's a theme on the album. Obviously not not happy about that. Yeah. And the beat like sounds like it literally gets like pummeled into the ground and I just know. like stays in the ground. Like Kendrick, <laughs> it sounds like he literally pulverized the beat beneath him and like the bass like flatlines. I know. And at times like comes back up, but he's like essentially like begging for its life, like begging for mercy and Kendrick yeah. is having none of it. Phone never own. I don't camera I don't compromise. I just penetrate sex, money, murder. These are the breaks. These are the times. Level number nine. Look up in the sky. Tennis on the way. Tennis on the way. Tennis on the way. Motherfucker, I got winners on the way. I think the uh, I got, I got, I got refrain. Yeah. is in the beginning and played throughout it kind of reminded me of uh uh krypton that song krypton I oh on yeah that krypton night yeah, straight up boy, and like purple ribbon all-stars so so yeah I, I i'm i'm really into that track and i think going right into to ya right afterwards i know track number three it feels like a uh like a cleanse after the yeah. intensity of dna totally. and it's it's very necessary i think yeah. as a bridge between dna and then going into element which is again yeah a bit of a banger not as abrasive as <laughs> dna but is a hard listen 
I'm willing to die for this shit. I done cry for this shit. Might take a lie for this shit. Put the Bible down and go out for a knife for this shit. DOT, my enemy won't catch a vibe for this shit. Aye. Element, I would say, is my overall favorite track. I mean, I would go, I would go to the club just to hear it. The 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 tone of the pianos too, like it's just enough in like it's, yeah, the, it's dissonant. And James uh-huh. Blake was a producer on this, and you can kind of hear his like minimal influence in the keys. And Kendrick just sounds so natural on this beat. It's yeah. like ex- so much of just what I want in a rap song. And there's so many cool lines, and he just fits so well with this beat. I love Element. And the beat drop at 50 seconds is like oh. a that's a. That's a it woo just gets me, moment. You're like, woo. It makes me want to get <laughs> yeah. up. Oh, right. Yeah, just like perk up and like start bouncing <laughs> yeah. in your seat or whatever. Totally. on my telegram like, be cautious. I be hanging out Thames. I be on Stockton. I don't do it for the ground. I do it for Compton. I'm willing to die for the shit, nigga. I take your fucking life for the shit, nigga. We ain't going back to broke. Family selling it's not like overtly political this album which was a little bit surprising to me i mean there's clearly there's mentions but yeah it's not like he he only says the words test album or something. totally it's not a yeah i would say the same and and some of it is is pretty deep like you have to look into the lyrics it's not in your face political you have to sort of read into it a little but um the, you know he only says the words donald trump once i noticed which was I'm sure took a lot of restraint, you know, um, and, and loyalty, uh, just getting back to the track list scene, yeah. um, loyalty is definitely, I love this track. yeah, it's kind of like an escape song on the album and it gets you happy, uh, when the beat starts and I don't know, it's just, it's, it's a nice moment on the album. And then it goes, that's, it goes into, uh, pride, which is another mellow and kind of a groovy, uh, beat and, and at, I mentioned that, or I, I wrote down here at two minutes and 45 seconds in, uh, it's another example of, of Kendrick like completely changing the sound of his voice and, and his flow based on the beat. Um, mm-hmm. He slows himself down and, and his voice gets audibly mellower and deeper. Um, I just thought it was a really cool example of that to check out. Yeah. Sick venom and men and women overcome with pride. A perfect world is never perfect, only filled with lies. Promises are broken and more resentment come alive. Race barriers make inferior. Um, and then it goes into Humble, like you said, uh, probably the most dance tracky song on the album besides maybe DNA. And probably like the most st- straightforward, like actually like sonically pretty straightforward in a good way. I think actually uh, when you listen to it in the context of the whole album, it's kind of nice to have a beat that pretty repetitive uh-huh. and i mean there's a few different changes and there's a nice like this like west coast type like synthesizer this song right. reminds me like very much of like dr dre influence i'm so fucking sick and tired of the photoshop show me something natural like emperor with your pride show me something natural like ass with some stretch marks still a take you down right on your mama couch and polo side hey this shit way too crazy hey you do not amaze me hey i blew cool from ac hey oh but much is pace me hey and it, it kind of reminded me of good kid mad city too just yeah, the yeah. just the the i, I wanted know, to easy uh, fun quality of it yeah i wanted to touch on loyalty uh just going back to that real quick sure i'm a savage i'm a asshole i'm a king shimmy ah shimmy ah shimmy ah you can tell your nigga he can meet me outside you can babysit him when i leave him outside Ain't no other love like the one I know I done been down so long, lost so I done came
Rihanna, yeah, as we both agree, sounds really great in this. She has vocally and she's got a nice rap flow to it. And mm-hmm. when she harmonizes with Kendrick, it like Kendrick has like a really nice singing tone himself. Like I it wouldn't shock me if Kendrick in the next five years puts out an album that's like all singing and it's like really good. He just has a really natural tone to his voice. And mm-hmm. I think in loyalty, I like the hook a lot. Yeah. Where it just goes like loyalty, 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 you know, it just keeps going up. And I think it's that hook sounds very 2017. It sounds like a little ahead of its time. Like I like the uh, the vocal sample that's mm-hmm. used in the background throughout. It's like reversed and chopped and screwed and almost set reminds me of kind of like an old like kind of college dropout beat from yeah. like an old Kanye record. But uh, yeah, I just uh, wanted I think to that guy's bring name that is, up about uh, loyalty. The guy's name is Terrace Martin, the, the guy who does that, that yeah, voiceover. Yeah, I mentioned him earlier. Yeah. And then the track, I don't know, I, I, I wanted to say something about feel mm-hmm. really quick in that it's just an example of showing showing you Kendrick's vocal range in that for the first, you know, three quarters of the song, he's very much kind of has the same tone throughout. But then these aggressive vocals come creeping in in the final 30 seconds. And it just shows you like in black and white, like just like how crazy it is he's able to go up in that range. Yeah. So I d- dug that about uh, the track feel. Mm-hmm um lust 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 is is, one of my favorites that may be my favorite on the album it's in my top three yeah it's it's another (laughs) four or something it's another slower song it's not i I don't know how to describe it it's it it goes in many directions but it's uh it's funny at times like the you know the let me put the head in uh his stuff and uh you know girl i respect the cat uh yeah the first time i heard that that hook i i Audible, like I laughed out loud. It was it was funny, <laughs> yeah. you know. Reminds me of Outcast a lot. Yeah, it's like a feel good song. It's like don't be so hard on yourself type of vibe, and you know, enjoy yourself, enjoy your life, do things that make you feel good. Uh, you know, kick your feet up, watch a comedy, you know, all that kind of stuff. It's, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I love that that track. Wake up in the morning thinking about money, kick your feet up, watch you a comedy, take a shit, then roll some weed up, go hit you a lick, go fuck on a bitch, don't go to work today, cop you a fit of maybe some kicks and make it work today, hang with the homies, stun on your baby mama, sip some lean, go get a pistol, shoot out the window, bet your favorite team, play you some Madden, go to the club or your mama house, whatever you're doing, just make it count. The production, it definitely, like the, the the sounds that are in reverse very much sound uh like outcast my brother uh-huh. pointed out that the outcast track uh vibrate is very oh yeah you can tell they kind of just rip that off Good but call. um it also reminded me of like old school like beastie boys production mm-hmm. in a way like that reverse mm-hmm. and, Rick and again like compare you know the tone just to get back to his versatility i mean the tone of kendrick's voice in the song Lust, compare that with like the second half of DNA. <laughs> it sounds like rappers from entirely different worlds, but I know they're the same rapper. It's the same guy. Right. Like it's just it's it's unbelievable. So uh, yeah, let's 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 move forward with a few other tracks. Sipping bubbly, feeling lovely, living lovely. I wanna be with you. I wanna be with. I wanna be with. The next song after Lust is Love, um, which is, you, you said, maybe the most, uh, like, pop-sounding track he's ever done. Yeah, definitely. Um, it, it features Very summery the, uh, feel. the L.A.-based singer and instrumentalist Zakari. Uh, I think that's how you pronounce it. And it, uh, she, or he... It's a guy, I don't, right, Zakari? <laughs> I believe I believe so. I'm not 100%. I believe but it's so, a, too. It's, yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> we didn't fact check that one. Uh, but it's a great hook and a lovely voice. He's like the the sipping bubbly, feeling lovely um, part of it. I, it's just a, a nice, easy listen. And I think we'll get a lot of radio run this summer. Yeah. Is XXX the next track, I believe? Yeah, it is. So yeah, this song is... Yeah, you too. I mean, I think a lot of people had a lot of preconceived notions of what the song could be when they heard you two was on it. And it's really, the song is three songs in one. It reminds me of that Heart Part 4 track uh, that was released a few weeks ago. And then it's very three, three distinct beat switches that evoke very different feelings throughout. This song has a lot of substance to it lyrically. Uh, it's pretty loaded subject matter. Uh, it's about America and kind of good and bad ways. Right. And, when U2 comes in uh, in the last third of the song, I think Bono sounds really good. I mean, there's this slow, kind of distorted drum drum beat that comes in, and Bono has this kind of short melody that he sings. The Edge, who's the guitarist for the U2, plays some piano. Uh-huh. And yeah, I, I, I really dig this this track. Yeah, and I think it's the XXX is sort of like a take on what is going on in America. This is the song that really gets political toward the end, and... Um, but it's still it's it has a feeling of sadness in a way about what's going on in in America and definitely you know God it says the song opens up with America God bless you if it's good to you it's like can you help me undo boom beat drop uh, I don't know it's it's a really cool song and and different than maybe anything Kendrick's ever done. Mm-hmm. Um, that that transitions into fear, which is a seven minute forty one second long track, uh, very reflective on his life. And I mentioned earlier his his anxieties about his success and where his career is going to go from here. And um, yeah, I really like it. It's it, he talks a lot over it, and I like and the reverse uh, vocals and kind of the first minute. Yeah, it's kind of like grating to hear, but it's kind of an example when I mentioned earlier that. This does the production does kind of I think push the genre forward and this is an example like uh-huh. when you hear over kind of like standard slow rap drums but you hear this like really yeah like grating reverse vocals that obviously it doesn't it sounds like gibberish but I don't know I think it's like it's edgy and it it sounds really cool um, and I think the next the second to last track is God which to me it sounded very. Kanye influenced at first kind mm. of the sound and pattern of the drums the way you know Kendrick sings in the chorus the content of God yeah but I've heard that this is kind of like a swipe at, at Drake in a lot okay. of ways that this is uh like a su- like the biggest like subtweet ever at Drake where mm. he's trying to in in after hearing that crit- like that thing about the song listening to God you can really hear that like is he kind of making fun of Drake in this? Maybe okay. I don't know. They've had they've had like an interesting yeah. relationship, which we can break down on another episode. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean this track it, it's good. I, I've heard some people say it's like the weak link of the track, which I you know I wouldn't completely argue, but yeah. I, I, it's still enjoyable to listen to. Yeah, um, I, I would say I kind of didn't love it the first few times, but then I uh, last night I was watching some of the Coachella performance clips and I saw this song performed and I thought it was. Uh, he did like in the background of all his screens were just like waves crashing and and like uh, waves coming up onto the beach and it was just really like slow and and the 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 hook of the song over and over again uh, this what God feel like and and you know he had the crowd chanting it and stuff and and then it grew on me I was like okay I kind of get it now you know I I didn't yeah. I didn't love it at first but I kind of got it after watching the live performance. 
Yeah, so uh, in closing out, this album is Duckworth, which is the name of Kendrick's father, the last name. And oh, I didn't what know makes this track unique is, you know, it's very lyrical driven. I mean, yeah, there's cool production with, with this song, but I think really the storytelling is what stands out in this track. And it's about uh, how Kendrick's father and the founder of his record label, uh, the record label is called Top Dog, this guy, Anthony Tiffith, who who started this label years ago. But before that, there were these circumstances that led this guy, Anthony Tiffith, to, you know, kind of a world of, of drug dealing and started robbing fast food spots. And one of those spots was this KFC where Kendrick's father worked and his father was able to win over the gunman uh, by giving him free chicken. And this is all explained in the song. He says, uh, you know, whoever thought the greatest rapper would be from coincidence because of Anthony killed Ducky. He's referring to Duckworth. Top Uh dog would be serving life. That's, you know, this guy would be serving life. The guy who founded this label while, while he, while I would grow up without a father and die in a gunfight, you know, just to kind of show you like, a miracle of circumstance. And this reminded me a bit of Kanye's uh, last call mm-hmm. track from college dropout, where he kind of explains his rise. Yeah. Obviously this song has like more drastic consequences, but right. it's a pretty remarkable story. Yeah. That that's a good point. And, and just uh, sort of shows you the depth of his lyrics and his lyrical content. It, it, you know, it's not all surface stuff and you kind of, it, he dives into personal things and, and, like you said, goes, goes into what, you know, how he came up and how his career was formed and things. That's, that's interesting. I didn't know all the facts about the song and I'm excited to listen to it again now. Start reminding them about that chicken incident. Whoever thought the greatest rapper would be from coincidence because if Anthony killed Ducky, top dog could be serving life while I grow up without a father and die in a gunfight. So that is the track rundown of Kendrick's album, Damn. You know, obviously we recommend this to say the least. Uh, <laughs> no. I would say if you remotely care about rap music uh, and you're curious to hear it perfected, uh, stream damn ASAP. Yeah. It's available everywhere. Can't say enough about it. And I would say for some people that have sort of turned themselves away from rap because they don't like where the direction it's headed, you know, and, and sort of the party rap that's being made these days and uh, electronic stuff. I, Give this one a chance if you're a, a classic rap person. This this is a throwback type album and and hits on many levels. And I think I think people of of every walk of life can can enjoy this one. So that's it for this episode of Must Go Faster. Thanks so much for listening. If you like what you heard, just a reminder to rate and review us on iTunes and check out our website, Must Go Faster Pod, which has all our episodes and links to RSS feed, Stitcher, all our social media. So Must Go Faster Pod, check that out. We'll be back with another episode, um, one that we think is going to have a bit of a TV focus. On, on um, There's a lot of good shows coming out this spring, and we'd love to kind of preview them for you guys. So uh, we'll see you guys next time. Yeah, thanks for listening.